Wow. I can't believe we're actually here on holiday together, Fiona. I know. It's amazing. Is that where we're staying? Looks a bit scary. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be okay. We can always cuddle if you get scared. Oh, Wayne. That's a great idea. Wayne? 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 Mom? Wake up. Your Cocoa Pops are ready. Oh, it was just a dream. Hello, I'm Wayne, and this is my Iron Maiden podcast. On this episode, I'm looking at the song 22 Acacia Avenue, which is track 4 on the Number of the Beast album. Last week, I looked at The Prisoner and had some feedback as usual from people online. There are a few comments about Trevor's Invention, which was a random song name generator. Somebody called Mike Next Door wanted to know about the coding involved in creating this gadget and he asked what the programming language was that Trevor used. Now I had to ask Trevor this and he told me it was something called Visual Basic so I hope that helps but I'm not sure if anyone would want to copy that idea. I heard from Mr Anagram who hasn't been in touch for a while and he sent me a picture which was Peter Pan with a rhinoceros and this was a bit confusing. And it just said Peter's Rhino on the bottom of the picture. I'm not sure what that means. Anyway, moving on to this week's episode about 22 Acacia Avenue, which closes side one of the album. You may have noticed that 22 Acacia Avenue is an address. We quickly find out this address is linked to Charlotte, who we met in the song Charlotte the Harlot. It's a sequel to that song with the same character in it. Now straight away, this may raise alarm bells, because you might be concerned about the personal data here. Under legislation, if we share identifiable data, such as a name and address, this is a breach of data protection regulations. You might ask if we have Charlotte's consent to share this data, in line with GDPR. And I don't have this. Do I maiden have this? Do I need to report them to the Information Commissioner's Office? Well luckily, the song was written and recorded in the early 1980s and there was no such thing as GDPR then. I also have reason to believe that Charlotte wasn't the real name of this person as I mentioned in the Charlotte the Harlot episode where I speculated that the name was changed just to rhyme with Harlot. As a boy, I looked in the A to Z of Birmingham and this is like a street map book. We didn't have Google then. And I looked in the index and I saw that there was an Acacia Avenue in Castle Bromwich Back in July, Andrew Whitnell on Twitter was looking forward to this episode and he was hoping that I'd do some in-the-field research and knock on the front door of this place. But the key words in that last sentence are Castle Bromwich. It's not a very nice area. I was last there in the 1990s. We went to one of my mum's friends for a Sunday lunch, this flat, and, and the, the, the roast dinner was very disappointing. The meat was very tough. It took me ages to swallow it. I just kept chewing and chewing. and I couldn't finish it. And I wasn't allowed to get down off the table until I'd finished it. Eventually, 
I did finish it, but I still wasn't allowed any pudding. It was Vionetta, so I was extra upset. And this, to me, sums up Castle Bromage. This song, by Iron Maiden, isn't about Acacia Avenue in Birmingham. It's about an Acacia Avenue, which is, according to the lyrics, down the East End. Even though there are 62 Acacia Avenues in the UK, there isn't one in the East End of London. So if you still have any doubts about reporting this as a data breach, then I think we've got a made-up name, Charlotte, and also a made-up address in the song. So actually, it isn't identifiable personal information. I must point out, though, it's very disappointing to find this out as an adult, that 22 Acacia Avenue in this song is fictional. There was another famous address with Acacia in it. This is 29 Acacia Road, and this is Eric, the schoolboy who leads an amazing double life. For when Eric eats a banana, an amazing transformation occurs. Eric is Banana Man, ever alert for the call to action. Banana Man was a cartoon on the television in the 1980s, and it was also a comic strip. It annoyed me that it changed the name of the Iron Maiden song as the address. And when I saw in class that Mahmood the Penguin Khan had a Banana Man pencil case, I was annoyed. And I told him that they'd stole the address off Iron Maiden. But he just ignored me. Do some research as a man. I can see that Iron Maiden didn't invent this address in the same way that they didn't invent the title Phantom of the Opera. So there are a few arguments from school that I had that I regret a bit now. Anyway, that's a bit of background about the address, which actually is just like an idiom for a general suburban street. The song begins with quite an edgy start. Bruce's vocals are quite dark sounding, and there's there's a sort of mood to the intro. And then suddenly it changes in style when he sings the line, Meet a lady that I know, oh oh. I mentioned in The Prisoner that there was a bit of delay on his vocal, but this was an overall effect. There are a couple of delayed sections at the end of lines here, when he says, place where you can go, go, go. And then later on he says, teach you more than you can know, know, know. Now I've just repeated the word there, I didn't add a delay effect to my voice. But I'm not sure if it is a studio trick or whether Bruce just did this and and perhaps gradually moved away from the microphone to make it sound like an echo. So if I say, hello, I'm Wayne, I could just add some delay to it like this. Hello, I'm Wayne, 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 Wayne. Or I could just say it repeatedly, but just move away from the microphone gradually like this. Hello, I'm Wayne, 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 Wayne. Wine, wine, wine. That was all right, but it emphasised the creaking of my chair, which didn't happen on 22 Acacia Avenue, because I imagine Bruce was stood up in a vocal booth, not sat on a chair in his mum's spare bedroom. I had a message from Dennis Stratton this week. Hello, Wayne. Dennis Stratton here. I've got quite sad news to report this week. Brenda hasn't been in touch since our date. I don't know what I did wrong. I've sent her a few messages, but she hasn't answered them. Apparently, they call this ghosting in the modern world. Sadly, it's something that I have experienced in the past. Like when Steve Harris ignored my message about a guitar part idea I had for Murders in the Rue Morgue. I've been quite down about it, 
and not looking after myself. I've eaten a lot of cake and drank a bit too much. I've even taken it out on Julian and I think he's been avoiding me. It's especially annoying because I've already written her a Christmas card. Perhaps I should keep hold of it just in case. 22 Acacia Avenue. Well, of course, I was in the band when we recorded Charlotte the Harlot. You may remember that I mentioned often watching the video of us performing that song at the Ruskin Arms. I wasn't so keen on the follow-up. I think it tried to be too clever. I was quite surprised it was Adrian who wrote the lyrics for this song, especially as he wasn't involved with all that Charlotte business originally. I think he just takes other people's ideas and twists them to suit his needs as a writer. I see there has been some criticism of him plagiarizing in his children's book. I'm sorry that this isn't a more positive message, Wayne, but I hope you understand. There's no need to be concerned about the drinking. I've not logged on to eBay. I hope to speak again soon with you in better spirits. Take care, Dennis. I remember discussing in Charlotte the Harlot that some of the lyrics seemed a bit misogynistic. But I remember Trevor actually suggested that they might be empowering and show the independence of Charlotte despite her profession. Some of the lyrics here suggest you can do anything with her. There's words like beat, mistreat, abuse, misuse. On paper, these don't sound very nice. But I believe there's some sort of kink element to some sex workers. And actually, this just could be a list off the menu about the services offered by Charlotte. And maybe it's not as bad as it sounds. Some people like different things, don't they? I believe a better line would have been caress her, shepherdess her. Because then it's about dressing up a bit. And uh, I think it's a bit more positive message than the, the one they used, which was caress and then molest, which I don't think is very good. In case you're wondering, shepherdess isn't actually a verb, but it just relates to something I said in the Women in Uniform episode. The pace of the song picks up during this list of activities. It's quite frenetic, and it slows down to this solo, which is one of the highlights of the song, and it's probably the best solo on side one of the album. Even though the song is written from a man's point of view, and maybe it seems like there's no sympathy for the position that she's in, the ending shows that there's some compassion all the people that love you don't cast them aside. It's like well-meaning advice. He says, it's no life for you. And then, you're packing your bags, you're coming with me. It's like he wants her to escape from this life. Uh, perhaps he feels that Charlotte's got more to offer, or life's got more to offer her. Or, with the sort of order about packing your bags, you could just say that it's a man trying to control a woman, and maybe that just renders the whole argument futile. It suggests that when she starts to age a bit, she'll have less interest from punters or clients. I think it's quite unfair to suggest that women lose their looks or appeal when they've reached the age of 40. I think it's quite disappointing and it seems unfair. I'm over 40, which may surprise some people. And my mum's friend Christine says I get better with age. I'm not a woman though, or a sex worker. 22 Acacia Avenue isn't one of my favourite songs. Um, I don't think the lyrics are that good. Um, I don't know if I really enjoy it that much. But I think it's a good end to side one. I think it, it's in a good position. Of the tracks on side one, it's, it's probably my third favourite of the four. But uh, interestingly, it's the one out of all four that's been played the most live, which I think is quite surprising. 
It's another good song to demonstrate the rise of inflation and perhaps the state of affairs in the UK in 1982. She charges 15 quid, and this is presented as Is All She Asks For, which suggests that she's cheaper than average. In Charlotte the Harlot, you may recall it was five or ten pounds for, uh, for a session. And here we see that it's increased quite a fair way in just two years. You may also remember that in the Charlotte the Harlot episode, I mentioned that Mars bars were 15 pence in 1980. So if you take the price of a sex worker into account, you might expect a Mars bar to be up to 45 pence in just two years. But it wasn't. It was just one pence more. And once again, we can see that confectionery is quite different a commodity to purchases in the vice industry. I think everything changes, doesn't it? Everything has different rates of inflation. Cigarettes are 13 times the price now that they were in 1982. Thinking about pocket money that I got as a child, or even the tooth fairy, I used to get 20 pence off the tooth fairy. So I wonder what children get today. Maybe it's a few pounds. All right, I'm going to ring up Trevor now. Let's see what he's got to say about the song. Hi, Wayne. Hello, Trevor. How are you doing? Not so bad, thanks, Wayne. You sound a bit funny. Yeah, I got a bit of a cold this week. Um, I made the mistake of going to Cannon Hill Park at the weekend. And obviously, it was raining, so I think I regret that now. Oh, never mind, Wayne. Okay, so we're talking about 22 Acacia Avenue. How do you feel about that song? Yeah, I like it. It's uh, a good sequel to a good song. Um, I think sometimes sequels in films are disappointing, but there are some good ones. Uh, the Terminator, Star Wars, Toy Story, Grease. And this is a good sequel. In fact, this might even be better than the first one. Hang on. Grease? Yeah, Grease too. It's got happy memories for me. Do you remember Fiona Gregory's pyjama party? No. Were you invited to that? I wasn't invited. Yeah, I was. I think it was a dare, though. I don't think they really expected me there. But I enjoyed it. So you were wearing pyjamas there? Yeah. Were they the Star Wars ones that you wrote Hi Penelope all over? No. No, this was later. I think that these were Gummy Bears ones. Okay, well, anyway, uh, back to 22 Acacia Avenue then. Yeah, I think it's uh, an impressive work. There's lots of different parts on it. It's quite a long song, uh, and it's not got an obvious structure, which I like, and that maybe shows more of a leaning towards the later sound and the songs we've come to expect from them. Yeah, that's true. I suppose it's not a straightforward verse-chorus structure, Um, although you can't really compare it to Phantom of the Opera, but I guess... From other early songs, it's um, yeah, a bit different, isn't it? So anyway, have uh, you got a poem this week? Yeah, I've just kept it simple this week. No, no inventions. Good. Uh, so yeah, when you're ready. I wish I was still twenty-two. So much to look forward to. I kissed Veronica Edwards in exchange for some sweets. At the end of the avenue, it's true. I'm telling you. And I became a balloon, sailing up over distant streets. You can't... Okay, um, thanks very much, first of all. But you can't keep becoming a balloon. Um, I don't think I like this. Um, I don't like the thought of your face on a string floating past my window. Well, it's just an expression of how I feel and the constant inclusion in my poems. that's, That's called a motif, Wayne. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, I think if Uncle Steve wrote this poem, it, he he wouldn't become a balloon. 
Well, yeah, but maybe they don't have balloons in Texas. Oh, maybe. Anyway, Veronica Edwards, is this a true story? Yeah, it is. And it reminded me of Charlotte the Harlot, really, because it sort of involves a transaction, uh, a kiss for some sweets. I appreciate that. It's probably not illegal, like some of the uh, services in the song. But it was like she brought herself down to my level just for some sweets, which is why I had that experience of feeling lighter than air, like a balloon. What happened after the kiss? Oh, she just ran away. Yeah. Fair enough. Well, uh, okay, well, thanks for the poem. Um, we're, we're at the end of side one now, and uh, we've got the number of the beast next week, so uh, that's exciting. I don't know what you'll come up with for that one. Hopefully I'm feeling better. Um, I'm glad you haven't... Uh, you, you sound fine anyway, Trevor, so that's good. Yeah, well, okay. I'll speak next week, Wayne. Okay, bye. Right, so you can follow me on social media. Um, I'm at Wayne Maiden on Twitter. I'm on Facebook. I've got a Ko-Fi page. Thanks for all your support to date. We're getting well into Series 3 now. Uh, as I said, starting Side 2 next week. I've had uh, a message from Carol Vorderman who says that Mr Anagram's picture of Peter's rhino was relevant because that is an anagram of the prisoner. Oh, right, yeah. So before he was sending in anagrams of the Iron Maiden songs I was covering, but I sort of told him maybe not to bother so much. But uh, he's clearly resorted to sending cryptic pictures in. But uh, luckily someone was able to tell me what it meant. So uh, thank you very much for that. I had a message from Goldie Wilson, who was moaning that I was comparing the Tooth Fairy to a prostitute in, earlier in the show. Well, well, I don't think I was. Um, I think uh, almost the opposite, really. The, the Tooth Fairy gave me money. Um, but in, in exchange for that, I just left my tooth out. I don't know what she did with all of them, but um, certainly wasn't sort of implying that the tooth fairy was a, a sex worker. So anyway, at the end of another episode, I apologise about my voice. Uh, I, I do have a bit of a, a cold. But uh, hopefully next week I'll be back to normal and talking about the number of the beast, very important song. And uh, yeah, play out with some 22 at Case Avenue. Thanks a lot for listening. Bye-bye. <laughs>